Hi, and welcome to Louisiana Sister Squad podcast. I'm your host, Katie Truther, and today we'll be speaking with Alex. Welcome to the show, Alex. All right. Well, my health coach, I studied with IIN, Institute of Integrity Nutrition, and also under David Avocado Wolf, who is a giant in the natural world. And today we'll be presenting the history of vitamin C or ascorbic acid. It's been used for hundreds of years to heal and help the body heal from uh, diseases, ailments, name it. And uh, this has been hidden from us for quite some time. People have been uh, been led to believe that the body cannot heal naturally, that we need uh, outside sor uh, sources like medication and prescription drugs that have no place in the human body. The human body does not, it's not made up of a single drug. It's all those nutrients and bacteria. Right, so wherefore to tell you, there's a molecule that you have been consuming your whole life that is treatment help, if not raw conditions. And the studies and papers and mention of this molecule have been suppressed for over 100 years. Government and big pharma have worked tirelessly to hide or ridicule any mention of it in medicine. Some of you know this amazing molecule already and what it's been capable of doing. Some of you will barely learn of its capabilities today. It has been hidden for far too long because there if they were ever to acknowledge or mention it, it would collapse the medical industry overnight. I'll be introducing all the amazing doctors that have used this, used it for decades to treat and help the body heal from many diseases. Now is the best time to start learning and taking back your power. It's time to say enough is enough to the government, FDA, and big pharma. It's time to say, I refuse your cancer. I refuse your heart disease. I refuse your anxiety. I refuse your depression. I refuse your drugs. I refuse your sickness. All right, so here we go. Introducing Dr. Albert St. Yorgi, 1893-1986. He was born in Hungary, spent in World War I in the Austrian army, studied Groningen in the Netherlands. In 1933, he isolated the substance in kilogram lots and named it ascorbic acid, which means the acid experience scurvy. He won the Nobel Prize for his discovery of vitamin C. He named it ascorbic acid and it's first predicted it's used in cancer, which is still being used in today. David Claus, Washington Youngblood, 1898-1976. Vitamin C can truthfully be designated as an antitoxic and antiviral vitamin. He received his medical degree from the University of Bern in 1921. And a, sorry about that. In 1923, he conducted research at the Robert Koch Institute in Berlin. After his employment as a bacteriologist for the New York State Department of Health from 1923 to 27, he taught at Stanford University in California. He joined the faculty at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons in New York. His most important discovery was that sorbate is prevention and helps heal the body from polio. He first published this idea in 1935, shortly after vitamin C had been identified and isolated, Journal of Experimental Medicine, 1935. By 1937, he also shown that vitamin C inactivated tetanus toxins. Experimental Biology Medicine, 1935, and Journal of Immunology, 1937. His research went on to show that vitamin C could inactivate toxins and protect against numerous viral and bacterial toxins, diphtheria, hepatitis, herpes, and cephalococcus. In September 18, 1939, 
Time Magazine reported from Youngblood, while studying statistics of the 1938 Australian polio epidemic, deduced that low vitamin C status was associated with the disease. Youngblood is really highlighted by the popular professional media. Dr. Albert Staben developed the live oral polio vaccine, which with time would find out to be the leading cause of the disease. And yes, the oral vaccine did cause polio. Jones self-developed and killed the injectable vaccine, which is used to this day. Youngblood performed experiments that suggest the high dose of vitamin C were greatly beneficial in monkeys with polio. Saving failed to replicate Youngblood's results, he used larger doses of the vaccine and lower doses of vitamin C and also less frequent. So, hindered the study. The point conducted experiments convinced experts that vitamin C was ineffective, clearing the way for polio vaccine and stopping uh, Youngblood's research. Dr. Frederick Robert Klenner, 1907-1984. Some physicians would stand by and see their patients die rather than use ascorbic acid because in their finite minds, it exists only as a vitamin. Vitamin C is the safest substance available to the physician. And that's true, there is no um, contraindications and there is no toxicity. They have pushed vitamin C up to 250 grams in 24 hours. And all they, all they got was a little bit of woozy in the head and uh, dry mouth. And this comes from Dr. Ian Thorpe out of uh, Australia. Ian, sorry, Ian Brighthope, my apologies. Dr. William McCormick, 1880-1968. Toronto physician pioneered, pioneered the idea that poor vitamin C Collagen formation due to vitamin C deficiency was a principal cause of diverse conditions ranging from stretch marks to cardiovascular disease and cancer. Reviewed the nutritional cause of heart disease and noted that four out of five coronary disease cases in hospitals show vitamin C deficiency. Proposed vitamin C deficiency as the essential cause of and effective healing of numerous communicable illnesses. Became an early advocate of using vitamin C as an antiviral and antibiotic. He also advocated vitamin C to prevent and heal the formation of subcutaneous stones in 1946. And that's what they, the theory they, they push. They say vitamin C causes kidney stones. It does not, it inhibits the oxalates so that you don't get kidney stones. It actually breaks down kidney stones. He found in clinical and laboratory research that the smoking of one cigarette neutralizes the body approximately 25 milligrams of ascorbic acid. You know, ascorbic acid in the body, and then that's where comes the heart attacks, blood clotting, whatnot. Lance Pauling, PhD, 1901 to 1994. Never put your trust into anything but your own intellect. The world progresses year by year, century by century. As the members of the younger generation find out what is wrong among the things that their elders said, you must always be skeptical, always think for yourself. Here's a quote from him as well. I've got to the point where I think I can get almost complete control of cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, and strokes by the proper use of vitamin C and lysine. It can prevent cardiovascular disease and even cure it. Lance Pauling. He was an American chemist, biochemist, chemical engineer, peace activist, author, and educator. He published more than 1,200 papers and books, of which about 850 dealt with scientific topics. New New scientists called him one of the 20 greatest scientists of all time. He was awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1954. For his peace activism, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1962. 
he coined the term automolecular medicine, orthopreet for correct or right, the right molecule. Well, that was thread one. So now we're going to be going through part two. That's correct. And we have, when you have questions about vitamin C, you know, just let me know. Yeah. You know, I find this incredibly interesting. I personally mm -hmm. am a believer in vitamin C, um, intravenously especially. Uh, both my sister and I go to a place nearby, um, mm -hmm. and the doctor who has this office, um, her father is also one of the pioneers for vitamin C intravenous therapy to fight cancer. And so their last name is Mary. So Dr. Mary, her father, I believe is Charles Mary. Mm -hmm. Or wait, is that right? Because I know that there's Dr. Mary's monkey, but Dr. Mary was Mary Sherman, right? And these people <laughs> are, <laughs> it's all connected, right? Um, yeah. And then th this doctor and his daughter, their last name is Mary. So not the same Dr. Mary, because that's Mary Sherman. Right, so but I'm, these are the also Dr. Mary's, um, <laughs> and they're right here. Um, you know, Charles Mary was um, involved in Ochsner Clinic, um, which is also tied to the polio vaccine and research and study. Um, doctors, Dr. Mary's monkey, all of that took place here. Medical primatology. Um, even uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is connected to New Orleans. Uh, they were doing medical research here on rats, trying to create a bioweapon. Um, and again, that's connected to medical primatology. And so we are the hotbed of polio, if I'm not mistaken. And that was all done to try to kill Fidel Castro, just while we're all on the same page. Wow. So you do know. That's awesome. That so I know. Much. I know a little bit. I've learned a thing or two by playing a doctor on the internet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so And so it seems in this situation, we're focused more on the cure and the suppression mm -hmm. of the cure and not so much as the... Um, other nefarious background of the polio vaccine and so through all of this i've definitely learned the power of vitamin c and i very much believe in it and i always find it funny that people that are uh, really enthralled with uh i don't even want to call it traditional medicine we'll just like regular western medicine and pharmaceuticals and things one of the first things they'll tell you if somebody is telling you about intravenous vitamins they're full of shit. and i'm just like really, really? Well, right here right here you can learn all these doctors that use it for years years we got over three four hundred years of medical research about how these doctors have been using it and it's been really swept under the rug so once you get through all this you'll really get if you understand this you learn this you will be in probably the best shape of your life I mean, internally with uh, your um, any illnesses, whatnot. So yeah, this is some very powerful stuff that people need to learn. And I'm grateful to uh, you know share this information here and I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here as well. I mean, this is very interesting, um, you know, and we're just now getting to part two. So I have part two back up on the screen and we're ready okay. to go. All right. 
So let's firmly believe that daily supplementation of vitamins in opium in optimum amounts, in addition to following a healthy diet, was the most important step that anyone could take to live a long, healthy life. He himself took 18,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day. He was also dealing with cancer. He lived 20 years with his cancer, taking high doses of vitamin C. He was also constantly attacked for stepping in the medical field with no degree. Constantly proved that vitamin C could be used for the common cold and heart disease. Clinical trials conducted in the Mayo Clinic concluded that high dose vitamin C was no better than placebo treating cancer. They used 10,000 milligrams of treating cancer, and there was no benefit to high dose vitamin C. The failure of the clinic trials to demonstrate any benefit resulted in the conclusion that vitamin C was not effective in treating cancer. The medical establishment concluded that this claim, that his claims that vitamin C could prevent colds or treat cancer were quackery. How many times do I have to hear quackery in the natural world? That uh, this is not doesn't work. It's quackery by mainstream media, mainstream doctors. It's absurd when we have years and years of research. Pauline denounced the conclusion of these studies, and the handling of the final study was as fraud and deliberate misrepresentation, and criticized the studies of using oral rather than intravenous vitamin C, which was the dosing method used for the first ten days of Pauline's original study. Pauline also criticized the Mayo Clinic studies because the controls for taking vitamin C during the trial and because the duration of the treatment was short. Pauling advocated continued high-dose vitamin C for the rest of the cancer patient's life, whereas the Mayo Clinic patient's second trial were treated with vitamin C for a medium of 2.5 months. You, vitamin C cannot be stopped. That's the whole thing. You cannot stop taking this nutrient when you're sick. And we'll get to why you shouldn't hear uh, down the line. As you can see, they would let people suffer and die rather than prove Pauling right. Their cancer funding would dry up overnight. And next up, we have Erwin Stone, PhD, 1907-1984. Erwin Stone was totally in love with ascorbic acid. On behalf of all humanity, I thank the stars he was, Abram Hoffer. Here's a quote from Erwin Stone. Scientists thought of ascorbic acid as a vitamin. And as a vitamin, they expect miracles from trace amounts. He's a biochemist. He dedicated four years of 40 years of research in vitamin C. He was employed from 1924 to 1934 at the Peace Laboratories and then well-known biological and chemical consulting laboratory. As an assistant biologist and as an assistant of the chemi chief chemist and then finishing his tenure, tenure as chief chemist. He used ascorbic acid to combat food exposure and exposure to air and oxidation. Obtained the first patents on industrial application of ascorbic acid. Between 1965 and 1967, he produced four papers describing a human birth defect existing in 100% of the population due to a defective gene in a human pool. The potentially fatal genetic liver enzyme disease, which he named hypoascorbemia, as its cause of scurvy. After he retired in 1971, he devoted the rest of his life to studying and publicizing the need for multi-gram daily consumption of vitamin C. His 1972 book, The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease, contains over 50 pages of scientific references, making it one of the first and still one of the best reviewed mega ascorbate therapeutics. His book and published articles summarizes the successful vitamin C treatments of infections, bacterial and viral, allergies, asthma, poisoning, ulcers, the effects of smoking, and eye disease, including glaucoma, ascorbate's role in treating cancer, heart disease, diabetes, fractures, bladders, and kidney diseases. Tetanus, 
shock, wounds. And pregnancy complications also discussed in the book that the National Health Federation said may be the most important book on health ever written. Conclude that human beings with an average diet are accordingly and suffering from hypoascorbemia, a deficiency of scurvy in the blood and tissues. This was before 1990. With today's sad standard American diet and deficiencies even worse, hence the skyrocketing of diseases. Dr. Abram Hoffer, 1917-2009. Abram Hoffer has made an important contribution to the health of human beings throughout the study of the effects of large doses of vitamin C and nutrients, Linus Pauling. Was known as a doctor that uses vitamins. In 1952, just completing his residency, he had demonstrated with the first double-blind placebo-controlled studies in the history of psychiatry that vitamin B3 could heal schizophrenia. Can't use the dreaded C word. High doses of treat cancer and other major diseases. He wrote 500 papers and more than two dozen books, including Niacin Therapy and Psychiatry in 1962, Automolecular Treatment of Schizophrenia in 1999, and Healing Cancer 2004, to name a few. Dr. Ewan Cameron. It has been known for many years that cancer patients have depressed, circulating cellular and tissue ascorbate reserves, and ascorbate is involved in many aspects of host resistance to cancer. He was born in Glasgow, Scotland, 1922. He received his medical degree from the University of Glasgow in 1944 and immediately joined the British Army, where he served as a medical officer in Burma for three years. In 1966, he published his first book, Hyaluronidase and Cancer. Dr. Archie Calocarinos, one of my favorites, 1927-2012. He was born in Glen Innes, Australia in 1927 and received his medical degree from Sydney University in 1951. He was appointed medical superintendent of the hospital at Colony Australia, where he served until 1975. Calgary is well-known worldwide as a doctor who spent much of his time fighting for the well-being of the Aboriginal inhabitants of Australia. And here's a quote from him. We know, that, we know the cause of SIDS. We can and have prevented them. It's all done with a compound called ascorbate. Not to use it means deaths will continue. There is no other answer. There never will be, for our findings are based on scientific facts, not medical opinion. And SIDS is sudden infant death syndrome. That's correct. And right. And he is saying um, that it can be prevented and it's all done with a compound uh, called ascorbate, right? Ascorbate but also, acid, but also, you know, I'm led to believe that SIDS is due to the amount of toxins they inject through vaccination. I don't think that it's a natural occurrence for babies to just die, seemingly healthy babies to just die. It's typically after vaccination. So um, and I don't know if you have a if you have a comment on that. I, I'd like and I get that, you know, they're pointing to what can happen. But do you feel like knowing what we know now that it is because of this? that they're lacking the ascorbate or is it through the vaccines? It's because ascorbate is being uh, drained, it's being used up and later on in the presentation you'll you'll make the connection as to why. You'll be like, uh-huh, that's why. It's okay, not pointed out. Okay, perfect. So uh, moving on to we're here. So he served until 1975 and then you can pick it up from there. 
Cal Carinos is well known worldwide as a doctor who spent much of his time fighting for the well-being of the Aboriginal inhabitants of Australia. In his groundbreaking book, Every Second Child, which I highly recommend everybody read, he wrote this in 1981. He discovered that an acute vitamin C deficiency provoked by the jabs was the reason why at a certain point, up to half of the jab of Aboriginal infants died. Instead of being rewarded for his life-saving observation, he was harassed and his methods were disregarded by the authorities. Again, anyone surprised? In 1978, he was awarded the Australian Medal of Merit for Outstanding Scientific Research. He is an author of 28 papers listed on PubMed. Dr. Robert F. Cathcart III, 1932-2007. I've never seen a serious reaction to vitamin supplements. Since 1969, I have taken over two tons of ascorbic acid. So his quote right here are, structural conditions of any kind really decrease utilization of ascorbic acid or vitamin C. Dr. Robert Cathcart treated 25,000 patients with vitamin C therapy, IV, and oral. So he put over 20,000 patients on volatilized dose of ascorbic acid without any serious problems and with great benefits. So okay. you're seeing the, the high dosages that these doctors have been using and with great effect and with no toxicity, no contraindications whatsoever. And what's funny, just like we saw during the pandemic, is all of the things that they're not allowing, uh, you know, the general public to have is their protocol and procedures. Um, this vitamin, this vitamin therapy with high dose vitamin C, including glutathione and uh, B complex vitamins, um, has been able to treat a variety of illness because it builds back your immune system, whereas taking things like Tylenol deplete your glutathione. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, this is, this is what the doctors actually take, and they're just not allowed to talk about it, in my opinion, of course. That's because doctors don't uh, benefit from healthy people. They create customers. That is a fact. That is an absolute fact. And so, um, you know, if I could give you a sandwich, if just by you eating one of my sandwiches, if every day you had to come back and eat a sandwich after I sold you one sandwich, I would definitely be trying to sell everyone their first sandwich, right? <laughs> Most so, definitely. Okay, cool. So do you have any comments that you want to make a part about part two, or are you ready to move to part three? Ready to move to part three. Now it's going to start getting even more interesting. The hiding of the vitamin C secret in the cure of polio and similar thinking in the treatment of other infectious diseases has prevented, has prevented the discovery of the treatment of most acute infectious diseases. 
This genocidal ignorance and flat-out murder has cost millions of lives. These bastards have kept newspapers, TV, radio, science reporters, lawyers, courts in line in all of this. Let us see if they can stop the internet, Dr. Robert Cathcart. So he was one brave man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He sounded bold at first. I stopped reading along. I thought you were saying that. And I was like, holy shit, he's saying that. All right. So Dr. Hugh decided Reardon, 1932-2005. Hugh was an orthomolecular fighter who fought hard and consistently on behalf of the orthomolecular concepts. He was challenged legally when he wanted to treat his patients with high-dose vitamins in the hospital. He won. He was the first to demonstrate how large dose of vitamin C are chemotherapeutic for cancer patients. He was a pioneer in establishing the new vitamins as treatment paradigm. Reardon joined the editorial board of the Journal of Automedical Medicine in 1991, and then became his associate director in 2000. He published several books, including three volumes, volumes of Medical Mavericks, 1988, 1989, and 2005, and about semi-clinical and research reports. His main work had to do with schizophrenic syndrome and with the treatment of cancer using non-toxic vitamin C chemotherapy. The vitamin C intravenous chemotherapy studies established so well by Reardon are being conducted at the University of Kansas and McGill University in Montreal. He worked tirelessly founding and developing the Center for the Improvement of Human Function International, now called the Reardon Clinic in Wichita, Kansas. And it is very popular. It's the subject of the vitamin C capital of the world. Dr. Ronald E. Huntinghacky, 1951, present. He graduated from the University of Kansas School of Medicine in 1976. For certified in family medicine. His quest for a new paradigm of true health care was filled in his association with Dr. Hugh Reardon, which began in 1989. And here is something from Dr. Ron Vitamin C is a rescue molecule for threats to life. It works holistically and goes to the very heart of the mitochondrial repair. With Dr. Reardon's untimely passing in 2005, Dr. Ron was appointed Chief Medical Officer of what is now known the Reardon Clinic. He has supervised or done over 100,000 IVC therapy infusions. He hosted his third IV vitamin C cancer symposium in 2012, gathering doctors from all over the world to lead a new generation of orthomolecular researchers and clinicians. Dr. Atsuo Enigasawa, 1951-present. Maintaining optimal antioxidant deserved by taking vitamin C is essential for cancer prevention and treatment, anti-aging, radio protection, and optimum health. And here's something from him uh, from March, 9, March 29, 2011. It is our strongest recommendation that those living in defective areas really take antioxidant supplements such as vitamin C to contract counteract the negative consequences of long-term low-dose radiation exposures, as well as to protect the health of coming generations. And this is reference to the um, the explosions of um, nuclear power plants. Nuclear power plants, my God. Yeah, so um, something else that you might find interesting or already know is mm -hmm. that one of the, the COVID protocol is the same protocol for treating someone with radiation. The six feet of distance, um, you know, washing the sheets frequently, isolation, um, all of those things, and then including like the high dose vitamin C and mm -hmm. and about how long it lasts, which I thought that was uh, very interesting. And even some of the 
I I can't say for a fact remember if it was all the variants of COVID. Um, those are also all of the names of like different levels of radiation poisoning. And so if you haven't looked into the correlation of that, I suggest you do. That is actually pretty interesting. I, did not, I definitely did not know that one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna send you something through X so you can see what they what they use for um for uh, COVID. And then um, we left off on here taking vitamin yes. C is essential for cancer prevention and treatment, anti aging, radio protection, and optimal health. And then you can Correct. see that is so graduated from the Curing University School of Medicine in 1976 and completed his graduate work in 1980 from the Curing University School of Medicine in Tokyo, Japan. Dr. Yanagasawa serves professor in clinical medicine and the Curing University School of Health Sciences and concurrently as professor in clinical cardiology at Curing University Hospital until 2008. Yanagasawa has served as a director of the International Education Center of Integrative Medicine in Tokyo since 2008. He is also a fellow of the American College of Advancement in Medicine and is board certified in chelation therapy. The Japanese College of Intravenous Therapy was founded in 2007 with Dr. Nasawa as president. The college has grown to almost 400 doctors and 200 clinics in every region of Japan. He is the author of 140 scientific papers in English and Japanese and has published several books in cardiology, chelation, nutrition, and coaching in IV vitamin C for cancer. And here's one of my favorites. Dr. Thomas E. Levy, MD, JD. So he's also a lawyer. So any physician or panel of hospital-based physicians claiming that vitamin C is experimental, unapproved, and or posing unwarranted risk to the health of the patient is really only demonstrating a complete and total ignorance or denial of the scientific literature. A serious question as to what the real motivations might be in withholding of such a therapy then arises. Ignorance of the medical fact that is ultimately in no sound defense for doc for a doctor withholding valid treatment, especially when information can be easily accessed. To date, no infectious diseases have been found in which vitamin C administration is dangerous or inappropriate. So yes, he is correct. There has been no definable toxic dose, and vitamin C is usable in any uh, aspect in illness. And maybe we'll come to this answer, but are they withholding vitamin C because it can't truly be patented because it's just vitamin C found via nature? Anything in nature cannot be patented by law. Right. And so do you think that that is the biggest or just one of the contributing factors to why the denial of vitamin C? Um, but I know that we said if you're sick, you're not, you're not, I mean, if you're not sick anymore, you're not coming back but also is, would this be how much of a contributing factor to the fact that it can't really be patent um, do you give that to? Uh, I would say a big part, but also of what it's really capable of doing, which we can get into the, once we get into the, 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 the final, the, my, the final part, which I think will you'll find this pretty interesting. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Guilty of jumping ahead a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Like I said, uh, this this will be op eye-opening for a lot of people, especially when they find out what it's really capable of doing and they actually do the research. Yes, let's go with that, uh, with that quote from him. Okay, great. Medicine through the popular press, through the science, the scientific literature, they just lied. I'll give you the truth. Vitamin C is the absolute 
Birchside? Viricide. Viricide. Oh, like it kills the viruses, right? That means in a test tube, if you have a virus, you can put vitamin C in the virus, it's dead. Vitamin C is the ultimate antioxidant. Vitamin C exerts anti-cancer activity. High plasma vitamin C levels were clearly associated with the lower risk of coronary artery disease. Vitamin C has no known definable toxic dose, which essentially means no overdose on vitamin C. You can overdose on water before you can overdose on vitamin C. That's how safe this molecule is. It is truly incredible. Thomas Elivi is board certified cardiologist, a boss certified attorney and groundbreaking author of Curing the Incurable, Vitamin C, Infectious Diseases and Toxins, plus 11 other books. He's one of the world's leading vitamin C experts and frequently lectures, frequently lectures to medical professionals all around the globe about the role of vitamin C and toxins in treatment of disease. So yes, Curing the Incurable has over 1,200 references. But to Suzanne Humphreys, here's a quote from her. People in New Zealand have been treating whooping cough with vitamin C for 30 years. I've started treating whooping cough in newborn babies and everyone up to old age with vitamin C and have nothing but happy patients and parents. So Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, uh, she in 1964 to the present is a private medical consultant with the current Medical American Board of International Medicine Certification Nephrology, which, which is um, kidneys, who practices in Maine and Virginia. She's also co-authored Dissolving Illusions, Disease Vaccines, and the Forgotten History. And has lectures throughout Scandinavia, the USA, and New Zealand on vaccines, holistic health, infant immunity, and vitamin C. Many of her lectures are viewable on her YouTube channel, Epigenetics, Infectious Diseases, oops, go up. <laughs> Epigenetics, infectious disease, and the human microbiome are other areas of interest. And here is my main teacher, Dr. Andrew W. Saul, PhD, 1955 to present. Andrew Saul is one of the best reviewers I have ever known. He is an amazing scientist and contributor, Abram Hoffer. He was born and raised in Rochester, New York. He entered university at age 15. Imagine that, university at age 15. <laughs> Pretty, pretty freaking smart. After studying at the Australian National University and Canberra Hospital, he received his Bachelor of Science from the State University of New York, Rockford at age 19. He then did graduate work at the University of Ghana, Liana, West Africa, and also at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. He began lecturing on the history of nutrition, research in vitamin therapy, and was a private practice as a consultant for 35 years. Was this Doogie Hauser? <laughs> they they could have uh, done that, uh, used him as a character, so possibly. I mean, really, what a smart guy. Okay, that is the end of that thread, but I mean, to do that so young, it's just always impressive when, um, you know, people get started so young and have such a great impact. Um, for anyone who's listening in our audience, if you have any questions or comments, um, go ahead and drop them in the chat. Alex is going to be joining us for a live chat once this um, podcast is live. And so if you have other things that you would like to contribute, add or ask questions, just go ahead and drop them in the chat when you see this broadcast live on X. All right. We are on part five now. And Alex, take it away when you're ready. So just in case you weren't convinced of, of how powerful vitamin C is, here's a few more examples of what is capable in literature. Vitamin C truly is a universal heater as described by Dr. Ron Hanahaki. 
it is needed for so many functions. So let's start with stress. Biomass uses its antioxidant power to donate electrons to copper, which activates enzymes responsible for producing norepinephrine and dopamine. Norepinephrine, sorry, is the main neurotransmitter in the sympathetic nervous system and is responsible for keeping us awake and alert, helping us retain information and activating our own fight or flight response. So in a prolonged period of stress, when more norepinephrine is produced, we need more vitamin C to keep those enzymes active. Let's look at nature, for example, so vitamin C and stress. And unstressed girl produces up to 13,000 milligrams of a day. And a stress girl can produce up to 13 times that amount. So they can produce up to over 100,000 when they're sick. Monkeys are close evolutionary relative, are routinely given 55 milligrams per kilogram of body weight per day of dietary vitamin C for health maintenance. This would translate to 3,250 milligrams a day of vitamin C for a 130-pound person, or 4,333% of the current RD for vitamin C. So recommended amount of vitamin C is 75 milligrams a day for women and 90 milligrams for men. During pregnancy, 120 milligrams a day are recommended for the Mayo Clinic. So nature is telling us thousands and thousands and banned 100. Someone made a mistake. Any guesses? So pregnancy, this high-dose vitamin C, vitamin C therapy pioneered by Dr. Frederick Robert Kleiner has been shown to prevent postpartum hemorrhages, cardiac field distress, short labor, and reduced labor pain. So vitamin C supplementation after 14 weeks of gestation can prevent from PPROM in women with history of PPROM, which is prevention or preterm premature rupture of membranes. And the links are right there in the description below. But just so you know, Dr. Kleiner used higher doses than what they're describing there. They actually called his, his babies vitamin C babies. Researchers have examined the content of vitamin C in various tissues compared to the mother's blood plasma. The placenta contains two times as much as the mother's blood plasma levels. The umbilical cord contains twice as much as the mother's plasma. The fetus itself twice as much as the mother's plasma. The amniotic fluid three times as much as the fetus's and it swallows the abdominal fluid and the entire intestinal tract is filled with it. Why is so much vitamin C concentrated in the womb? Why have we never been told this? Why are they hiding? So, vitamin C is anti-inflammatory. What happens when you inject a baby or inject a mom and put all those toxins and then they travel to the fetus, the baby? Well, what's there to block any inflammation, any destruction? Vitamin C three times the amount of the whole mom's body. Think about that for a second. When you're developing. And that should be your, your kind of your aha moment right there. Yeah. Why, why they're having the senses happening. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's interesting that like the Mayo Clinic is so low for their recommended dose of vitamin C. <clears throat> I mean, I don't need a lot of convincing to know that they're trying to hide the truth hide the cure, 
suppress what is natural and right. But hopefully our audience, there's at least one or several people that are, you know, being convinced at the moment that want to take the next step to do a little further digging and find this very interesting. Uh, when you have multiple doctors and researchers publishing paper after paper, I mean, wh what year did we start in, what was it, 1907? I think is the year that we started this slide on. I rather, yes. Yeah, and so since 1907 to 2024, I mean, papers are still being published for this and they need some kind of, you know, it's it's really been it's really been proven. If you look into the comparison of, they're still saying, oh well, we're not really sure about vitamin C, but look at Operation Warp Speed. Um, mm -hmm. Look at the amount of negative impacts that any medication on the market or any vaccine on the market has had um, on on the population, and it's definitely not. They always say that the uh, reward has to outweigh the risk. Well, when you look at something like vitamin C, that is essentially zero risk. I mean, there's always going to be that one in five million uh, person that might have a negative experience with vitamin C. Um, you know, so that that could happen. But as far as we know, there is no known risk as opposed to like one in seven people will develop a rash. Um, one in four people will lose hearing in their left ear or whatever. Um, so I just find it funny, not ha ha funny, but funny, funny business, right? Vitamin C is necessary for the immune system to mount and sustain an adequate response against pathogens, whilst avoiding excess damage to the host. During times of inflammation or infection, vitamin C is transport molecules ramp up the activity to provide sufficient vitamin C to the cell's inner workings, causing cells to attain levels up to 100-fold to that of the plasma level. This is why blood levels of vitamin C drop during the times of disease and infection. So we cannot make vitamin C. Vitamin C is used to fight for infection and our levels drop. That's why you also get secondary infections. Vitamin C is the number one, arguably number one nutrient in the body. So now on to glyphosate. Efficacy of ascorbic acid in reducing glyphosate-induced toxicity in rats. Administering the rats with ascorbic acid caused significant ameliorating effects on the parameters investigated. So it lowered any pain or inflammation. And there's a link for them to uh, click right there so you can okay, read the great. study. So don't click on this one because that's going further. That's just verifying what it is we're saying. Okay, great. And we're here if you follow. If you follow high dose vitamin C therapy, I believe results would prove there's almost nothing vitamin C can't detox. Fungal infection. Vitamin C possesses potent antimicrobial properties reducing pathogenicity of bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungi. Fungi. Vitamin C is also a powerful antioxidant that can cure your skin woes. It has properties that can help stave off fungal infections by fighting the fungus that causes the infection. Myocarditis. What are we hearing now a lot of? Myocarditis. Can we yes. eat enough vitamin C? No, you cannot. Um, there's too much toxicity now in the environment that we need, actually need higher doses to fight off a lot of infections. A lot of people are walking around um, vitamin C deficient, or as the, as the doctors call it, hypoascorbemia. A study on the effectiveness of vitamin C in treating myocarditis found that supplement protects the mitochondrion in charge of producing cell energy, or ATP. 
increases heart muscle metabolism and reduces inflammation. The researchers concluded that vitamin C could aid in myocarditis prognosis. And here you go, something on cancer, which too many people have been uh, getting it recently, triple cancers and whatnots. Cancer cells are killed by vitamin C precisely because cancer cells are different. Instead of cancer cell, vitamin C, normally an antioxidant in a healthy cell, actually acts as a pro-oxidant and kills a cancer cell. Give enough C, and you can kill malignant cells almost anywhere they may try to spread or try to hide. Vitamin C is a very powerful and versatile. The health benefits of this molecule are incredible. You see why they would really kill feldspar studies and make you fearful by telling you it causes kidney stones if too much is taken. Pharma doesn't produce cures. They create customers. It's time to break free. It's time to be self-sufficient. It's time to be informed. It's time to doctor yourself. With your help, you can get this information out and help heal and save lives. Please share and follow us. You'll be putting this, I'll be putting more information out. And stop presenting that. And then let me go to some of these files that you have sent. Is there anything that you want to um, add on to what we talked to, or you want me to jump right to? Uh, I'll go, I'll add some of my, my notes that I have right here. So the function of vitamin C is an antiviral, is an antihistamine, an antitoxin. It's also an antipyretic, lowers fever. It also acts as an antidepressant, antibiotic, antifungal, and anti-infective, an immune system builder. This is why they keep you away from it because it's so powerful and acts in so many different forms. You say, how can that be? We, we don't have that very many very vitamins in the body. So it has to put, has some big, have hundreds of functions. Like magnesium, it has over 800 functions in the body. I find that incredible. So the forms, I'm gonna go into the forms of vitamin C, how it's been administered and its effects as well. So one of them is intramuscular, has released characteristics that keep it in the body longer than IV. Dr. Klinger uses form to completely heal polio in three days, especially in infants. Many doctors are not aware of this option. So yes, intramuscular shots are very effective and they do stay in the body longer. Liposomal is almost complete absorption. It does not affect the stomach, no interaction or degradation. They are fat particles that do not get broken down by the liver. They go straight to the blood and lymphatics. Unlike IV, it consumes no energy getting inside the cells. Lower doses can be superior or equivalent to high IV doses for certain acute infections, especially in viral. Now, obviously, we have the oral vitamin C. When taken to bowel tolerance, it neutralizes toxins forming in the guts. When taken beyond the bowel effect, it flushes it out and gives a chance to your probiotics and your flora to flourish at normal and get back into, into your bowels. So yes, you take enough vitamin C, 
you get you get diarrhea, and that's the effect of vitamin C. If you eat too much watermelon, you go straight to the bathroom, and that's in a way a good thing because it flushes out your intestines and then your probiotics and your gut flora can actually flourish, and you have almost a clean slate. That's why yeah. it's actually good to do a, a diuretic effect once in a while to flush everything out. Quantity, you have to take enough. Frequency, you have to take it often. Duration, keep taking it. In Dr. Andrew Saul's words, take enough C to be symptom-free no matter what that amount might be. No one knows how much you need. It is self-adjusting. So yes, right here in this uh, picture right here, Dr. Mao was using vitamin C doses for seven, 10 days, 10,000 milligrams, the moderate cases in 20,000 for severe cases. All patients who received intravenous vitamin C improved and there was no mortality. What was the one thing they attacked during the, this whole pandemic? Vitamin C, amongst others. With this right here, you should be able to put all three things together. The SIDS, my mom has so much vitamin C in the belly when you we're all growing in there. So why the immune system depends on vitamin C. I'm just gonna read out the circle part. During times of inflammation or infection, the transporters, the, mon the monocytes, ramp up their activity to provide sufficient vitamin C to the cell's inner workings, causing cells to attain levels up to 100 fold that of the plasma level. This is why levels of vitamin C drop during times of disease or infection. So you get the shots, dimerosol, mercury, whatever other adjuvants, whatever chemicals are putting in there, they go to the, throughout the body. Vitamin C is used to nullify, or yeah, nullify, or try to neutralize the infections, the toxins, and push them all out. Well, if the baby is, has, if the amniotic fluid around the baby has three times the amount of vitamin C that the mom has. The placenta has two times the amount of vitamin C. And then you're getting, you're getting bombarded with toxins, shots, and whatever else the mom's around, perfumes, colognes, um, what the body is also um, absorbing from um, cleaning products, like I was gonna say laundry detergents, like Tide and whatnot. Right, so your endocrine disruptors. Correct. Anything that has uh, fragrance and chemicals, which is essentially everything. No, it's all very minimal. People can just clean out their whole life and start over and start anew in an instant. Um, but I do want to always be encouraging to people to continuously be taking steps to eliminate these things from your body um, in your environment. So anything that's like synthetic, synthetic clothing, um, it's for me, that's one of like the last things to go, uh, because whatever is on your skin, you absorb. I always love when I hear people say, I only wear 100% cotton, you know, shirts and pants and underwear. That's all I have. And I'm just like, do you literally just wear pajamas every day? <laughs> because they don't really make, <laughs> you know, business attire that I'm aware of that's like 100% cotton that doesn't have a huge price tag on it. So try not to get overwhelmed. Try to just take it one step at a time. Eliminating your cleaning products is one of the easier things that I think you can do. I've done Perfect. a couple of threads on that, on eliminating just some of the toxins in your everyday life. So I will probably attach that to this podcast as well. And if a listener has any tips or advice for our audience, please feel free to attach that.
um, because we're not here to overwhelm, we're here to inform. Yeah, but you touched on the essential oils because you can make perfumes uh, essential oils and you can make cleaning detergents and cleaning soaps out of essential oils. So yes, that is uh, that is one thing I would definitely uh, definitely uh, tell people to look into. That just trying to uh, uh, see people can get the aha moment while we're having SIDS when you have, like I said, low levels of vitamin C and we know mom is not taking the vitamin C as well. Nobody is. And we have all these toxins piling up, piling up, and it's cumulative, it multiplies, it's not just one plus one, you know, it just piles on. And then we have, we have all this, it's probably because of God, honestly, that we're actually alive with all, with this multifaceted approach of attack from all sides. It's like death by a thousand cuts. Again, with the, with the SIDS, again, you're being drained of vitamin C, with all these toxins. And again, we do not make it. How else are we gonna get it? We have to get it from the outside world. You run out of vitamin C, you're done. It's pretty much it. You need vitamin C for, um, to make ATP, your energy. You know, you need vitamin C for your collagen, tissue, for your whole body is collagen, tissue. Especially with cancer as well. It's just, incredible how much we've been lied to and how how deficient we are like the aha moment for me is that you know vitamin c is so fundamental whether it's um to prevent illness and ailments and then also to promote your body's natural function i mean this vitamin c is just absolutely key and we've gone over um, the different doses for what these doctors would be treating. They're basically, um, I guess, their experiments and what the results were. I mean, I believe that vitamin C is not only fundamental, but the most promising. And it's definitely my preferred go-to treatment for, for anything that I have, whether, <laughs> whether it's jet lag or the flu or whatever i'm just like oh it must be time for me to go get intravenous vitamin c yes yeah, so vitamin c should be your number one go-to by far before anything before anything use nutrition first that's that's one of the models that i've followed from my my doctors or my teachers and it's uh it's kept me out of the hospital through the, through the, all these trying times yeah, that's wonderful. And this information is so heavily um, suppressed that, you know, if the right people are not promoting it or the right people are not allowed to speak and that information is not freely given, you know, what kind of society do we really live in? And that kind of just goes back to another main reason why we wanted to start the podcast is because we knew that there are people out here who, like yourself, has done you know, it only took X amount of knowledge and then to do the work for the research to be able to disseminate the information. Like here is like essentially everything you need to know about it. Here's all the people that have worked on it and experimented with it and what they've treated and what they've healed, you know, by using vitamin C. And so um, that's really very important to us is that we're able to share this information with the person that did the legwork to put it all together. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you for that. I'm just a messenger. And yes, this is being suppressed because, well, 
like we said, pharmaceuticals do not create healing people. They create customers. And the more customers they have, the more money. And they're not going to do anything that goes against their own wishes of making money and being capitalists. So they will never create a cure, only customers. And uh, we yeah. have hundreds of years of research with all these dozens of doctors. Actually, we have even more that are not even mentioned here. And they still, to this day, keep on healing people with ascorbic acid and obviously a good, uh, well-balanced diet with uh, nutrition and also exercise as well and good sleep, which are obviously fundamentals. But yes, pharmacy, in my opinion, is the number one nutrient in the body, bar none. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Alex, I want to ask you, is there any other closing thoughts you you have on this? Um, I definitely want to invite you to an X space. So after we publish this podcast, anybody that has um, questions or has contributed research, uh, we could come on and we could talk together. If you have not yet been on an X space, not you, Alex, but our audience, um, because this is on Rumble, YouTube, and Spotify, X space is essentially like a group chat call. And what happens there is we're able to have a uncensored conversation. We're able to share links and share information and review research together, um, which is just such an excellent way to communicate in my opinion it is knocking these other platforms just off the pedestal so in closing is there anything else that you would like to add to this alex um no pretty much i'd be honored to be uh added to that group as well i would also I also want to learn from others as well and what i would add is what my teacher always told me take enough c to be symptom free no matter what that amount might be that is amazing. And, um, you know, just, just thank you again. And I look forward to you working with you in the future. If we can get the fundamentals right for living better, we can, we can overcome whatever this corrupt pharmaceutical corruption debacle, satanic agenda <laughs> has for us, because I, myself, I'm, I'm over it. I'm trying every day to just be better and that the more people we can get on board with this, um, you know, the, the more clear message we'll send. So I know that uh, our voices are power powerful and they're definitely more powerful when we stick together. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for having me here today. And I definitely would love to be brought back once I get that magnesium done, because that one is another, another good one. That's for sure. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode with Alex as we explore the power of vitamin C. Please like, comment, and share this video on whatever platform you feel comfortable with. As mentioned, we're available on X, formerly known as Twitter, Rumble, Spotify, and of course, unifiedoneamerica.com. You can always find us at Louisiana Sister Squad. And I just want to thank you so much for sticking with us through this broadcast. I hope that it has brought you the information that you needed to hear today. You guys go be well. Don't forget to touch grass and be a kind person.